WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. At the end of a long week, a very good Friday morning to you. Here at 6 o'clock, time for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Dorian still hanging around the Carolinas. More in one minute. We'll have a live report from AccuWeather and what you need to know if you want to help the folks in the Bahamas, as we hope you will next on good morning orlando 602 on news radio 93.1 hurricane dorian now a category one storm is bringing strong winds and flooding to the u.s coastline along the carolinas Fox's Aisha Hasni is in Moorhead City, North Carolina. This is incredible. I've never seen wind. I've never seen rain slamming us around quite like this. Nothing like what we saw in Charleston, South Carolina. I mean, the wind is literally picking up this rain and slamming it around. It hurts my face every time it smacks into me. And particularly when the wind gust is really bad, it literally knocks the breath out of me. It's hard for me to speak. There's literally rain, water, getting into every crevice, my ears, my eyes, my nose, inside my jacket. This morning, Dorian is about 25 miles east of Cape Lookout, North Carolina. It's moving northeast at 14 miles an hour with top winds of 90 miles an hour. This storm refuses to die. They have tropical warnings all the way up in Canada for this thing. Mm -hmm. Cape Cod as well. More from AccuWeather in a moment. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. After Florida received only a glancing blow from Hurricane Dorian, Governor Ron DeSantis says activities at Florida's Emergency Operations Center are winding down. And I also want to thank all Floridians for hanging in there during what was a frustrating process. This was a storm where we had a cone of uncertainty last week covering almost the entire state of Florida. The governor says he's now working with his emergency managers to determine what surplus hurricane supplies can be sent to the Bahamas as part of the relief effort there. A warning to Floridians, do a background check on any charity that's promising to help victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. My heart breaks for the Bahamians, and Floridians are already trying to help. Attorney General Ashley Moody urges you to report charity fraud by using the state's No Scam app or by calling her office at 8669-NO-SCAM. Orange County Sheriff's deputies are investigating a shooting near the Florida Mall. One man was shot last night at Skyview Plaza in the 7600 block of South Orange Blossom Trail. Deputies say the victim is a 28-year-old man who knew the shooter, but there was no immediate word of an arrest or motive. Two students are accused of bringing drugs to school in Polk County. The 14-year-old boys were arrested yesterday at George Jenkins High in Lakeland after four students were hospitalized for exposure to ecstasy. And the National Football League's 100th season is underway. The centennial season kicks off with a defensive battle. Minute warning. Third and ten. Trubisky to the end zone and it's going to be picked off. It's Adrian Amos. 
Davis who comes back to haunt his old team. Al Michaels on NBC. Adrian Amos intercepts Mitchell Trubisky, ending a late fourth quarter drive by the Chicago Bears in an attempt to tie things up. The Green Bay Packers defense adding five sacks, including one from Preston Smith on a game-ending turnover on downs as the Packers defeat the Bears 10-3 to come away with the first win of the NFL season, doing so against their NFC North foe. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Sloppy game from what I saw. I couldn't stay up to watch it all, but great to have pro football back. And thanks to the Bears, I'm 0-for-1 now on my NFL picks for the first weekend. <laughs> Ooh, an inauspicious start to Spectre's season. Yeah, I've invested a dollar in this thing. <laughs> WFLA News Time is 6.05. Scammers steal $243,000 by using artificial intelligence to fake a CEO's voice. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And good Friday morning to you. Great to have you with us. Bud Heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox until 9 o'clock. And your place always reserved on the 50,000-watt front porch. You're getting involved in trying to help the storm-ravaged folks of, uh, of the northern Bahama Islands here. If you're participating in that, are you getting involved? Love to hear your story. Uh, 407-916-5400. Tons of scam artists out there. Maybe you've already been victimized. I'd uh, love to hear that story as well, 407-916-5400, just to share it with others. Our toll-free number is uh, is 866-916-5400. Our text line, always open, never busy, 23680, first name and uh, town welcome. Standard message and data rates apply. There are some absolutely Herculean efforts that are going on to help the people who've lost everything, everything and have only their lives, and even those are tenuous in many cases, in the northern Bahama Islands, and and some small and very personal efforts as well. We have some red flags to hoist for you right now, uh, just to make sure that if you, you know, you're big-hearted, we understand that, and that's a wonderful thing. We like to think we are too, but you absolutely want to make sure that what it is that you are giving will wind up in the right place. So let's talk about that, and we will right after we get a quick two-minute update from our AccuWeather meteorologist on the uh, on the storm that won't die. Dorian off the Carolina coast causing all kinds of problems, and she is not done yet. So all of that is coming right up as we kick off the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes, 6.07 on Good Morning Orlando. Hurricane Dorian headline for you right now. Tragically, at least 30 people are dead and a lot more may be found to have expired in the Bahamas in the aftermath of Hurricane Dorian. And that number expected, as I say, to rise. The storm brought massive destruction, of course, to the islands over the weekend, hitting as a Category 5, hardly moving for nearly two days. Images of the islands show homes and debris scattered everywhere. We just had a glancing blow here in Florida. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Promised to you every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The last we saw of Dorian, he was headed on up just offshore. 
coastal Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Let's find out where the storm is, what it's been doing, and where it is headed as we bring in AccuWeather meteorologist Isaac Longley. Welcome to Good Morning Orlando. Bud Hedinger here along with our team. Isaac, what can you tell us about Dorian at this hour? Well, right now, Dorian is a strong Category 1 hurricane with sustained winds at 90 miles per hour, currently located just east of Moorhead City, North Carolina, heading northeast toward the Outer Banks, may actually make landfall on the Outer Banks here within probably the next couple of hours or so. Uh, it appears that it will make landfall, heavy rain and winds occurring right now on the Outer Banks. Yeah, what about uh, coastal flooding? These are really low-lying areas here. I saw floodwaters um, in the tourist district of Charleston, South Carolina, yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's definitely a major concern, especially uh, with a storm surge of this storm. Even though it's still a Category 1 hurricane, it can still bring storm surge uh, anywhere up to 5 to 10 feet. So definitely a major concern here for the Outer Banks. I'm um, seeing that they are in low-lying areas. We have a lot of folks in Florida who have friends and relatives up north who come from that part of the country and beyond. Um, I'm seeing that there are tropical warnings out for Cape Cod, Nova Scotia, and even Newfoundland way up in Canada. Where is this storm headed? What can you tell us in that regard? Yes, yeah, so Dorian is expected to well, potentially make landfall on the Outer Banks within a couple of hours. Then it's going to continue heading northeastward. A little offshore, uh, more so than what it is now, uh, as it heads uh, northeastward over the couple of, next couple of days into the weekend here. And it's going to bring strong winds, some heavy periods of rain, especially across Cape Cod and even up into Newfoundland, those areas. That's why we have tropical storm warnings and watches out for those areas. How unusual is it to have a storm be a factor all the way from the tropics into east, northeastern Canada? How, how unusual is this? While it's not completely out of the question, it does happen every uh, couple of years. Uh, sometimes we'll get hurricanes, uh, and they will transform into what we call extra tropical storms as they head farther northeastward or for, farther northward over colder waters. Usually they take on uh, different characteristics than a typical hurricane. However, they still have the same strength in terms of wind speed and even rainfall as well. So that is what we're going to be dealing with, especially over Cape Cod and even up into parts of Canada. All right, AccuWeather meteorologist Isaac Longley, thanks for the update on the storm that won't die, Dorian. Thanks, Isaac. We appreciate it. You're welcome. You know, it's interesting. In the 8 o'clock hour, we'll bring one of our AccuWeather meteorologists back here. We want to ask what they're seeing in the tropics. There's some something way out there, Umberto or something, that the people are starting to talk about. But we'll, we'll get the latest on that. Listen, it's just been amazing. Has it not been amazing to see the absolute incredible outpouring of effort in so many levels to help the people in storm ravage the northern Bahama Islands. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm moved by it. I'm touched by it. I don't know that I'm surprised by it. We've got a lot of big-hearted Floridians and folks from all over this country. Um, the Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line out of Deerfield Beach, Florida, a pretty good-sized cruise ship, has loaded up its ship called the Grand Celebration and um, taken off for the Bahama Islands with supplies, first responders, and volunteers um, who will help there but it's interesting, any Bahamian residents trying to get from South Florida to the Bahamas to, to try and, and get with their friends and relatives they hope are alive are allowed to travel on that ship for free. And uh, the cruise ship will then return this weekend to Palm Beach with anybody who wishes to evacuate the Bahama Islands. 
And um, pretty amazing there. American Airlines has sent a plane with 14,000 pounds of supplies to the Bahamas. Uh, we, of course, Disney, million-dollar donation. Donation, Royal Caribbean as well. They have a big presence in the Bahamas, and they are really reaching out. But, you know, for folks who want to do what they can, it's very, very important that they don't get scammed, Alan. Yeah, but as you may have heard in my news at the top of the hour, Attorney General Ashley Moody wants Florida residents to watch out for fraudulent relief charities. Her office is out with a list of tips. We have a few of those here Never give credit card numbers, gift card account numbers, or bank account information to a caller on the phone or in response to an unsolicited email. You can look up charities on charitynavigator.org before giving. You can also check with the Internal Revenue Service to see if the charity, which should be a tax-exempt organization, filed an annual return or notice with the IRS. You can learn more about that at irs.gov search the charities and nonprofits topics and we'll get to yaffe and melissa who has things you will want to hear in just a moment headlines now a number of local businesses are accused of trying to take advantage of customers during hurricane dorian attorney general of the state of florida ashley moody now says 358 price gouging complaints have been filed in Orange County since the storm, which is the second highest amount in this state behind Broward County. Statewide, there have been almost 3,000 complaints, and Attorney General Moody says her office will take appropriate action. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. iHeart Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeart Radio app today. And welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. We are talking about different ways that you can help those devastated by Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. And we're going over some charities that you might want to donate to that you know are going to be reliable and legit charities. One of those is the American Red Cross, always a good charity in these types of situations. They are collecting online donations to help the Bahamas recover from the hurricane. What you can do is uh, go to their website, redcross.org. You can also give them a call, 1-800-435-7669. That's 1-800-435-7669. Another thing you can do is text Red Cross to 90999 to automatically donate $10. So text Red Cross to 90999 to donate $10. Another uh Good charity you might want to know about is uh, First Orlando Foundation, which is the charitable giving arm of First Baptist Orlando. And they are also collecting donations for the Bahamas online. You can go to firstorlando.com. And uh, Melissa, I believe you have uh, some other ones as well. Well, yeah, GoFundMe, the crowdfunding company, set up a page of verified campaigns for individuals, families, and organizations that are impacted by Hurricane Dorian. It's advised that you give to these campaigns as opposed to random ones that you might find online because, of course, scams abound after disasters. Now, also, the island of the Bahamas has set up their own website for donations. You can check that out at bahamas.com slash relief. Right. Don't be scared away by all the scam artists out there. I mean, if you if you you know, if you're careful here and you donate to credible charities or you investigate the credibility of a charity. And there, there was a website statewide that Alan gave you a moment ago here 
um, which is a great way to investigate that. Don't be scared away because we, we want you to reach out and to give of yourself. We know you want to do it, but we also know you don't want your money or your goods going down a rabbit hole somewhere and getting into the wrong hands. Right. And, and you know what you were mentioning earlier? If possible, donate money. Cash donations enable relief organizations to meet these needs this as is they what, change. This is what we're seeing. You might you might say, oh, my goodness, I've got 25 old shirts that I can— well, you They don't want clothes. No, I don't think so. No. I think I think they want money to decide exactly what the specific needs are and meet them with the money. But then you have to be very careful— you know, when it's cash, of course, and 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 of course, when when you're donating cash and all of this, it isn't something that people have to be picking up armloads after armloads of armloads of stuff. You know, shirts, pants, shoes, whatever it happens to be. It's a little difficult when you figure. It's a lot difficult when you figure out when you multiply that out by hundreds of thousands or millions of people donating. Mm-hmm. So, Good you know, point. a donation of money is really what they need. That may not that may not seem to be you know, as hard and fast and tangible to you and as though you're doing as much. But that is what we are being told, Alan, that the best thing you can do is to donate uh, your financial resources, your money. We hear this from the American Red Cross after every disaster. Cash is what they need. You bet. So I should not donate my uh, pumpkin spice donuts that you gave me yesterday? No, you should not. You 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 need to donate those those to me. (laughs) You don't (laughs) appreciate them for how good they are. (laughs) You know, you mentioned the cruise ships. I uh, wanted to mention that Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Sea headed out yesterday morning to Freeport with 362 generators on board, 47,000 bottles of water, pet food, tarps, and plywood. So there's a lot going on. And also, mm-hmm. with regard to the Floridians, Bahamians that are here in Florida and the passage on those ships to get back home for free, I think it's going to be difficult for people to come up with their papers. Um, you know, yeah, after, Who knows but, on that? Yeah, but it, it's still a great, a great program that they're trying to give back. A lot of big hearts here, you know, from big hitters and from just big-hearted individuals here. Now, here is one charity in closing for this segment that I can vouch for because I had her on here yesterday, and that's my eight-year-old granddaughter, Brinley. And she has a Kids Helping Kids charity event tomorrow outside her home in Winter Park with her family and her friends and our other granddaughter in town, Ashlyn, from 11 to 1 uh, tomorrow. And, uh, and, And we'll be there and would love to meet you. And, and bring your, your donations. It's a lemonade stand and a craft stand and, and all kinds of things. And uh, maybe donations of children's books, clothing, shoes, and personal hygiene. And I know we're now talking about giving money, and that's a great thing, too. But apparently they've made arrangements um, uh, through Full sale, and some people have access to big boats that go to the Bahamas. Not cruise ship boats, but big private boats here. And they will get them where they need to go ASAP. And I'll tell you what, if you can't believe in my granddaughter, Brindley, you can't believe in anybody. So go to their account. It's GoFundMe.com slash KHK, as in kids helping kids. GoFundMe.com slash KHK Bahamas there. And um, they'll be at uh, their home at 2106 Shady Hill Terrace in Winter Park, just off on, it's on the Autumn Glen subdivision, just off Dodd Road. 2106 Shady Hill Terrace. Drop by tomorrow. We'll be there from 11 to 1 in the morning. Little Brindley and the company will be running the show here, and she's got an absolute heart of gold and a heart for those kids out in the Bahamas, as we know so many of you do. I think you're burying the lead here, bud. You're going to be there 
It's a chance to meet Bud Hedinger what? in person. Oh, Bud well. Bud alert, Bud alert. Listen, big whoop in that regard, but I'd sure love to meet you. I'd love to meet members of the finest audience in talk radio. Um, love to have our team in place here and working with Alan Spector, who does such a great job on our news. So let me turn it over to my co-host now. Florida can thank Dorian for a heat wave. And the president still tweeting about Alabama. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.30. Hurricane Dorian gone but not forgotten in more ways than one, Alan. Yeah, bud, the hurricane has left something behind for us. Scorching temperatures. In many parts of the state, the feels-like temperature, a combination of air temperature and humidity, is reaching triple digits. AccuWeather meteorologist Brett Edwards says air that rose during the hurricane is now sinking. And that's going to continue here for the next few days as Dorian departs the area. You've got all that tropical moisture but sinking air, so it's a warm and humid stretch. Sinking air tends to warm the atmosphere more than usual. AccuWeather is predicting a high in Orlando today of 95 that will feel like 102. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Signs of Hurricane Dorian's presence are evident at Volusia County beaches. The Daytona Pier sustained some damage, and the fishing section of the pier is closed until further notice. The storm also destroyed hundreds of sea turtle nests, thousands of eggs, and even some sea turtles that did hatch. A Florida congressman is urging the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to avoid discharges from Lake Okeechobee in the wake of Hurricane Dorian. This letter that I wrote is in response to the Corps, anticipating that they may have to have discharges. My request is simply to say, listen, let's not have too itchy of a trigger finger. Republican Brian Mast says that while the storm was initially expected to raise the lake by up to three feet, it only added about one foot. He says water is already being moved to the south of Lake O and avoiding releases to the east and west is essential to avoid any future toxic algae crises. At the White House, President Trump is still insisting that Alabama at one point was under threat from Hurricane Dorian. The president writing on Twitter, Alabama was going to be hit or grazed, and then Hurricane Dorian took a different path up along the East Coast. He continued, the fake news knows this very well. That's why they're the fake news. During an Oval Office briefing, the president on Wednesday displayed a map seemingly altered with a Sharpie pen that appeared to have an extra semicircle drawn on the map, extending Dorian's cone of uncertainty into Alabama. White House officials will not say who put the mark on the map. Both the National Weather Service and the National Hurricane Center said there was never any potential threat to Alabama. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. But early on, when they thought this storm was going across the Florida Peninsula, they predicted the possibility of a second landfall in the Gulf region, Alabama included. But Sharpie Gate just continues on and on. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh... You know, that happened, and, and again, why the president continues to bring this up, I really don't understand. Well, we'll see. I'm sure it's not over yet. In college football tomorrow, 10th-ranked Florida hosts Tennessee Martin in its home opener. 17th-ranked UCF visits Florida Atlantic. Florida State entertains Louisiana Monroe. Miami hosts North Carolina, and South Florida travels to Georgia Tech. WFLA News Time is 6.37. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. 
Headlines now. Walgreens is adding its name to the growing list of retailers asking customers not to openly carry firearms in its stores. The pharmacy chain has said in its announcement that only authorized law enforcement officials would be allowed to do so. CVS, Health, and Wegmans Food Markets also have made similar announcements earlier this week. As you recall, Walmart and then Kroger asked their customers to do the same. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Into the loony left file we go, and from the CNN seven hour climate crisis blathering marathon the other night, we excerpt a sound cut from Bernie Sanders running third in the polls for the most part, behind Warren, Biden and Warren for the Democratic presidential nomination. All right, the aging socialist here, questioned by an audience member at the town hall. Human population growth, she said, has more than doubled in the last 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize it's a poisonous topic for you politicians, Bernie, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you, Bernie Sanders, be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe? Sanders, the answer is yes. And the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. Take it from there, Bernie. The Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that, are, uh, that allow women to have abortions or even get involved uh, in birth control, to me is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world, uh, where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies, and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have, something I very, very strongly uh, support. Wow. Advocating abortions in populated countries, poor countries, to cut down on population growth and save the climate of the planet. Pretty extreme stuff there, Yaffe. Could you imagine if we said that about certain groups here in the U.S., the poorer groups? You know, we should just uh, abort a lot of them. We, we don't want more of them. They contribute to climate change. <laughs> well, listen, you know, population um, explosions among poorer populations that are largely minority populations, um, not a new thing here. Particularly, it's been preached by the lefties in prior generations I'm talking about um, Margaret Sanger, who's the founder of Planned Parenthood. I mean, um, she, uh, she was a pioneer in the eugenics movement, the effort to provide contraception to minority communities, largely to limit the continued growth of what she deemed unwanted populations. That is what Bernie Sanders is advocating here. And he is advocating, because reporters have asked him about it, taxpayer funds from the United States to go overseas into these countries to fund the resources so these women can get abortions and kill babies to s slow the population growth and save the planet. Well, first of all, CDC says we're about 16% behind when it comes to repopulating. That's just one thing. And I'm thinking instead of abortion for population control, how about we euthanize these old people like Bernie and Congress that want population control? 
They've done, you know, obviously lived well past their usefulness. You got your tongue in your cheek, but you're making a good point, you know? I mean, this is how out there Bernie and the lefties are. This is why I think Trump's going to be a two-term president, because there's not going to be anybody, anybody there that people in the mainstream in this country can vote for, the independents. It's just going to be the lefties attracted to these candidates. You know, we were saying Bernie's a socialist, but I think he's a communist. I mean, it sounds more like Chinese population control to me. Yeah, they did have that, yeah. you know. You know, which went, which just went well. You know, everything just worked out. Yeah, there and it really helped that. their climate, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and how bad is it on the left? They have declared the National Rifle Association a domestic terrorist organization. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The National Rifle Association has never killed anybody. If, you wanted to cl- if you're on the left mm-hmm. and you want to declare that an organization is a terrorist organization, maybe it ought to be Planned Parenthood because they are directly responsible for killing millions. The NRA is not responsible for killing anybody. Outrageous. We're talking about that in a moment. If you want to weigh in, 407-916-5400. And the toll-free line is 866-916-5400. You can text us at 23680. More in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic very quickly in two minutes on the Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now, updating the investigation of that tragic boat fire off the coast of California. The NTSB says smoke detectors did not wake the crew on board that boat that caught fire off the California coast and ended up killing dozens of people trapped below. The uh, crew was sleeping in the top level, and by the time they realized there was a fire, the kitchen area was fully engulfed. The NTSB also says they're investigating whether electrical gear that was charging may have started the overnight fire. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. But heading around, Inspector Michael Yaffe and uh, Melissa Fox were in the loony left file here right now, and uh, Bernie Sanders is, um, is, is pitching a plan to uh, you know, use U.S. taxpayer resources to fund abortion operations in heavily populated poor countries around the world to cut down on the population and thereby benefit the climate. Okay? And it's um, it's got the attention of some of our listeners, Alan. Including Frank from Maitland. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, guys. Let's blow this myth out of the water right now, okay? Um, the population of the world is about 7 billion. If you look up the uh, look up how many square feet are in a square mile, and then look up how many square miles are inside the city limits of Jacksonville, Florida, and you multiply them, you get about 22 billion. Which means you could take every person in the entire world, give them three foot square to stand in, and fit them all inside the city of Jacksonville. Well, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. That's a little, t- a little, little tight, isn't it, Frank? It, well, three foot square is tight, but the, but the, but the illustration is you can literally fit the whole world inside the city limits of Jacksonville. How could it possibly be overcrowded? Okay, interesting yeah. take. On I was that. on the radio for a year in Jacksonville, and that was enough. <laughs> oh, you're gonna lose some friends <laughs> I mean, up there. I, like I don't have Alan any. Has a thing against oh, yeah, Jacksonville. Right, you don't have any friends. No, up there. I don't. Yeah, Texters, what do we see here? <laughs> yeah, one person says. Uh, that was Margaret Sanger's original idea, which then you brought up, and the listener said, okay, now I'm thinking like Bud, I'm now afraid. 
Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to keep know. doing this until everybody agrees with me, okay? So <laughs> well, you just, got one more who does. All right. Yeah, so well, you got you go. one, bud. I know you had a little chuckle with crazy Uncle Bernie's plan. No, but... no, 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 no. I really wasn't <laughs> laughing. It's not a laughing matter. I was the one that was making the joke about euthanizing older congressmen who have uh, served their purpose. So this texture then, is really <laughs> going after you. Of course. Continue. Uh, Bernie is advocating infanticide here, and the rest of the lefties are following suit. These folks are pro-murder, and it's time for all of us to drop this feel-good pro-choice label and call them what they are, pro-death. I'm serious about this one. I think, uh, and that's Bernie, in from Joe Larkin. That's Joe. I think Bernie Sanders could clarify his position if he were to get a world map and a Sharpie and circle the Would areas you stop with a sharpie? where <laughs> no. he thinks the population needs to be cut. <laughs> yeah, thank you uh, very much. You are not going to let that one go any more than the president. So, anyway, oh, by the way, somebody said, well, wait a minute. What what country is the Bahamas associated with or owned by or whatever? And are they on the job with relief here? Listen, for 250 years, the Bahamas was a colony of Great Britain. They won their independence in the early 1970s. They're still called a Commonwealth realm, and there is a connection. And the Brits are on the job, right, Melissa? Yes, that is correct. They are out there providing disaster relief. The Royal Navy has been there. The RFA Mount Bay is a a big, huge ship that's been positioned in the region and has all kinds of non-food relief items. So they're they're doing their part, people. I I haven't heard anything about that, but we did a little bit of research for you because one of our texters raised the issue. And we, uh, we like to be full service here on the 50,000-watt front porch for our listeners. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. A very good Friday morning to you. Welcome aboard at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic once again now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Dorian still lashing the Carolinas. More in one minute. And a tale of two American flags you have to hear next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 93.1. Hurricane Dorian continues along its path northeast, skirting the U.S. coast. In Wilmington, North Carolina, Fox's Doug McElway reports the most intense part of the storm is passing. The eye wall of the hurricane is directly east of us right now, about 70 miles. And that's good news for Wilmington and, and much of coastal Carolina because it means we're probably not going to see any more tornadoes, at least here, as long as we have that northerly flow of wind. It means we're not going to get the strongest quadrant of the hurricane, the northeasterly side. That may happen in Moorhead City and the, 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 the furthest outreach, easternmost point of the uh, Outer Banks remains to be seen. But for here, we're not going to get that. Hurricane Dorian sustained winds decreasing slightly to 90 miles an hour, making it a Category 1 storm. And as we found out in the 6 o'clock hour, and we'll have an AccuWeather meteorologist on here one hour from now on this, Cape Cod is going to have problems with Dorian and eastern Canada as well. Coming up here in 8 o'clock hour. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida's emergency responders are standing down now that the threat from Hurricane Dorian has passed. This is kind of a wrap for us. Governor Ron DeSantis says the emergency response team did well, considering the situation could have been much, much worse. We were looking at a potential 
uh, situation where you're, you're hitting our most populous part of the state, but then potentially damaging communities all up along Florida. And that would have been a really, really big problem. DeSantis now says they're looking at donating surplus hurricane supplies to the relief effort in the Bahamas. He's also willing to let the state's National Guard take part in the recovery effort there. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. The governor's handling of Hurricane Dorian is drawing praise from a Central Florida official. Volusia County Emergency Management Director Jim Judge credits Ron DeSantis for hiring an experienced state emergency manager in Jared Moskowitz. Before you open your wallet to help the victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas, Attorney General Ashley Moody wants you to do your homework. Unfortunately, when we see catastrophic events like these, we also see scammers rush in to prey on the good intentions of generous Floridians. Moody says you should never give your credit card number to a caller on the phone or in response to an unsolicited email. She also says you should be aware charities with names that sound similar to other well-known organizations may not be real. You can report con artists by using the Attorney General's No Scam app. And we'll have more on this in the 8 o'clock hour. You need to be careful out there. But definitely the need is great, and we want you to participate in helping the folks in the Bahamas, and we'll give you some great ways to do that in further detail at 8 o'clock. Guards at a women's prison near Ocala are accused of breaking an inmate's neck. Cheryl Weimar's family filed a federal lawsuit after a beating at Lowell Correctional Institution they say left her a quadriplegic. The defense ruled in the NFL season opener as the Packers beat the Bears 10-3 at Chicago's Soldier Field. An interception in the end zone by Adrian Amos in the final two minutes helped Green Bay hang on. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers said their defense would not be denied. Incredible effort. Um, we didn't do them a whole lot of favors with our own performance on offense, but I mean, every time we needed something to stop, they came up with uh, some really big plays. Rodgers erased a 3-0 deficit with an eight-yard touchdown pass to Jimmy Graham early in the second quarter. Mason Crosby added a fourth-quarter field goal for the Packers. Each team had five sacks and ten penalties. A sloppy effort. WFLA News Time is 7.08. A passenger flies a commercial jet after the airline couldn't find a pilot. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good Friday morning. The Budman, Alan, Yaffe, and the Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Do you remember, y'all remember seeing some of the great video from the coast as Dorian went by, lashing with his wind and the waves, and all of a sudden there was an American flag on a pole that just seemed to be stuck into the ocean. I remember that. Yeah, and and everybody saw that. Turns out that flag is right off Vero Beach and has quite a story behind it. That's the tale of one flag coming up. The tale of the other flag, a major league soccer team has banned the display of the Betsy Ross flag with the circular field of 13 stars. And we'll talk about that, a tale of two flags just ahead. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, that is coming up in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.09.
This local headline for you right now. If you just joined us, Orange County Sheriff's deputies are investigating a shooting near the Florida Mall. One man was shot last night at Skyview Plaza in the 7600 block of South Orange Blossom Trail. Deputies say the victim's a 28-year-old man who knew the shooter. There was no immediate word of an arrest or a motive. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. All right, here we go with our tale of two flags, Patriots. I'm a curious sort. I'm watching all of the coverage of Dorian passing by and lashing the Florida coast, and they keep on going back to this shot of an American flag flat out in the in the in the gale force winds. Okay, and and it's obviously in the in the surf. It's in the ocean on a pole. Well, that's a little unusual. So I had to do a little research to find out what that pole is all about, and it turns a Turns out it is it is quite a story out of uh, Vero Beach, and it goes back to the sinking of a British ship that ran aground on a coral reef in the 1890s and went down, the SS Breckenshire, and it has the wreckage of it become a really great uh, coral reef uh, that that just is is a harbor for all kinds of exotic marine life, and divers absolutely love it, and people love to just paddle out there on their own and look around. It's just a, a special place. Well, there's a man now who is no longer with us who passed away in 2009 by the name of Michael Blattis, who lived in that area of Vero Beach in Indian River County. And to celebrate the 4th of July and his love for this country and to also locate for people to enjoy the beautiful marine life on that sunken ship, he swam 400 yards out. This is back in the 1990s, it is reported, with PVC pipe and, um, and, and, and these, what did he use? He used zip ties. And he went out there, and he put up the American flag for the 4th of July. And, and every year they make sure it's up for the 4th of July to celebrate the independence of the country and to also mark this very, very special place on what is known as uh, just off Orchid Island there, um, off coastal Vero Beach. Well, Mike was um, much loved by everybody in the area. And when he passed away in 2009, his friend Keith Hennessy, it is reported, and others um, made sure that that flag was erected every single year in time for the 4th of July. Whether it's up all year round, I don't know the answer to that question. They make sure it's up there for the 4th of July to celebrate American independence. And um, and they're going to put that flag back up now, even though Dorian blew it down. And that's a pretty amazing story. That's what that flag is. People saw it all over the country. And it's a Central Florida story from, from Coastal Indian River County, just south of Brevard County, off Vero Beach. And they call it Mike's Flag. You know, what's really cool about that as well, it's some good news out of Dorian because... I have a feeling that flag will get a lot more attention and it'll be almost like a tourist destination. You know, way. it's interesting. They say in recent years they've made sure that this thing is even better secured than Mike was able to do and even has lights on it. And yeah, it's 400, awesome. 400 yards offshore. I mean, I want to see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd like to see it. And that's only about two hours from Orlando. And, uh, and they're going to work on making sure that Mike's flag gets up there again in his memory 
uh, after Dorian took it down. What so. a great, warm, and fuzzy story, Uncle Bud. Isn't that good stuff? Mm-hmm. Gather around, kids. This one is not quite so warm and fuzzy. This has to do with the Betsy Ross flag being declared by a major league soccer team as a symbol of hatred. And a couple who brought it in there because they love America have been ordered never to bring it into that stadium again. Now, Major League Soccer has a great following, but is known to have a very liberal fan base. Gee, I wonder if there's a connection there anywhere. We'll talk about it in a moment. Stay tuned, Patriots, for the second of our two stories, our tales of two flags. Sports headlines right now. Football is back. The pros started last night with the Packers beating the Bears in college football tomorrow. And you'll hear it right here on the WFLA, your home of the Florida Gators. 10th-ranked Florida host Tennessee Martin in its home opener. And the game time's about 7.30. We ought to be on with our pregame at about 4.30 here. 17th-ranked UCF Knights visiting Florida Atlantic. Florida State entertaining Louisiana Monroe. Miami hosting North Carolina. South Florida traveling to Georgia Tech. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Patriots, you're well familiar with the Betsy Ross flag, the original American flag, really. It's, you know, it's the, it's the stars and the stripes, but the field of stars is a circle, 13 stars for the 13 original colonies. Uh, from way back in the 1770s. It's a precious symbol of this country and its beginnings. And, um, and it's waved proudly by so many Americans, okay, in addition to the 50-star American flag. Um, and, and it really is. It's iconic, okay? But now the left has hijacked this, uh, the anti-American crowd, you know, the Colin Kaepernick types, et cetera, and that this is somehow a symbol of hate because there have been occasions when they have seen flags like this, the Betsy Ross flag at a KKK rally or whatever, but it is not a symbol that is used by these hate groups. It just shows up at their rallies periodically, like it shows up at functions of all kinds from non-hate groups, you know, and... and, Like Obama's inauguration. Well, there you go. It showed up there as well. Oh, that was okay, you know. But at any rate, this Major League Soccer team out in Utah, the Real Salt Lake team, has banned anyone from waving the Betsy Ross flag at games because they consider it a symbol of hate. Season ticket holders Randolph and Diana Scott started bringing their giant Betsy Ross flag to the games at the stadium out there, and it ignited a firestorm against them on social media. And the stadium staff asked the couple to put the flag away. Now, they have agreed to do that, but they're not happy about it. And they were asked by the, the station staff, well, what's the purpose of the flag? And, and Scott replied, well, yeah, it, 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 we've waving it because we love America. But that was it. They just decided, the Real Salt Lake team, that it is our mission to unify our community through soccer and we promote inclusion, diversity, and acceptance that any controversial flags or other symbols Similar banners, signs with symbols of hatred, divisiveness, and or intolerance, whether intentional or otherwise, will not be permitted in our stadiums, period. You know, so they are, dis- they are just deciding that, you know, this triggers certain people, and so nobody gets to see the Betsy Ross flag, and I think that is outrageous. You think they'll uh, ban Trump hats next at games? 
Well, I, I mean, well, that could that could be divisive. Well, if, if listen, the 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 people who run that team that I just quoted you were part of their policy. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. I wouldn't be surprised. MLS Allen has a notoriously liberal fan base, and 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 that is absolutely part of what is going on here. This kind of thing, this kind of thing. I I I just don't think should happen, and I and I don't think it's right. But it doesn't surprise me where it happened. You know, I think they should ban meat too at the games because not only does that contribute to global warming, but you know the vegans might be upset. It's very divisive. Hold on, we got to be inclusive, and everybody's got to be you happy. Know, no that, hot dogs. It's divisive. Inclusion, it's diversity, it's, and acceptance. Alan, it's one thing to take away a flag, but meat. Come on. <laughs> You're drawing the line. Please. Huh? A step too far. You had anyway. me at bacon. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Colin Kaepernick got Nike to fold after they put the Betsy Ross flag on the back of their sneakers. Remember yeah. that? And he said it's a symbol of slavery because there were slaves in this country when it was founded and that flag was created for the 13 original colonies. And so Nike just, oh, my woo. Colin Kaepernick says we can't sell the sneakers. Send them all back, and they did. You know, the thing we is— gotta, we got to stop folding our tent and rolling over and playing dead for this crap. I was just going to say, throughout American history, there have been a lot of things happening in this country that people aren't happy about. Are you going to eliminate every flag that flew during some horrible period of time in our country? Well, sure, you shouldn't even wave the flag now. You're not going to salute it. You're going to take a knee because there are some things in this country uh, that you don't like. Give me a break. You're not going to salute a flag until you have a perfect country? These people make me crazy. I'm waving we, we are not knuckling under to don't this on it. WFLA <laughs> and Good Morning Orlando as long as I have breath. Before the news, Alan has a little news by way of updating our story about a movie opening this weekend. A documentary about singer Linda Ronstadt. It is actually called Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice. And there'll be nothing like being inside a nice, cool, air-conditioned theater mm. <laughs> this weekend. Because outside, it's going to be hot. Thanks to Hurricane Dorian, which is leaving behind a toasty sunshine state, bud. Feels like temperatures are climbing into the triple digits. AccuWeather meteorologist Brett Edwards says air rises in hurricanes and then the air sinks when the storm departs. What that's going to do is that's going to help warm up the atmosphere a little bit warmer than usual, and that's the big thing that's going to be causing this heat wave here with temperatures, as you said, feeling like they're in the triple digits, high temperatures across much of the state in the 90s to even triple digits. Edwards says we likely won't get much relief from the scorching temperatures until early next week when trade winds return. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Florida congressman is telling the feds not to release any water from Lake Okeechobee after Hurricane Dorian added about a foot of water. Republican Brian Mast is concerned that moving water from Lake O into waterways along the Treasure Coast could cause a toxic algae crisis. As we speak, there are harmful algal blooms in Lake Okeechobee, and so if they discharged they would be sending toxic algal blooms our way. Okeechobee is at 14 feet, but the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers had forecast it might be as high as 17 feet in the wake of Dorian. Still, a spokesman this week said discharges would likely happen in the coming weeks. Help from Brevard County is destined for the Bahamas, hard hit by Hurricane Dorian. 
Government officials, Florida Tech, and local businesses are collecting supplies that will be flown to Great Abaco Island tomorrow. And a cruise ship company is offering to bring Bahamas residents impacted by Dorian to Florida. Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line announcing the Grand Celebration Humanitarian Cruise, which will bring supplies to the Bahamas. It will also transport Bahamian residents who want to evacuate back to Florida on the return trip. Part of a great, great story about so many people reaching out and wanting to help. We'll tell you how to do that and the pitfalls to avoid here at 8 o'clock. At Tennis's U.S. Open, a seven-time champ will take on a first-time finalist tomorrow. Serena Williams now one win away from a record-tying 24th Grand Slam title after defeating Alina Svitolina in straight sets in semifinal action Thursday. Serena crediting the U.S. Open crowd for helping boost her. I think of it that way. And if you think about it that way, it's such an honor for me and my opponent to be out here. Williams with ESPN after the match, her 101st career win in the U.S. Open. She will now square off against Bianca Andrescu, who heads to her first Grand Slam final in a rematch of the Rogers Cup, where Serena retired with a back injury, Andrescu defeating Belinda Bencic in straight sets. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Elsewhere. Carrie Underwood's revamped open for Sunday night NFL football debuts this weekend. To mark the 100th season of the NFL, Underwood pairs up with Joan Jett on the original theme song, Waiting All Day for Sunday Night. Here's a taste. That's all you get. Carrie Underwood's... Hey. Wait a minute. That's not enough. Bud was tapping his toe. Come on. That's You're all I... stingy. All right. Well, one more time. <laughs> and so on and so forth. <laughs> Carrie Underwood said when filming the song, she uh, just hoped she could keep up with Joan Jett. The song is a rewrite of Jett's hit, I Hate Myself for Loving You, released in June 1988. I always loved that theme, though, for football. You can hear the whole thing Sunday night on NBC. Not just three seconds is all you're doling out here this morning. That was 5.8 seconds, bud. I'm sorry. Forgive me, just for the record. Billy Bush is getting another chance on the small screen. He begins hosting Extra on Monday, three years after being fired by NBC. Bush had just started as host on the Today Show, when an Access Hollywood tape from 11 years earlier emerged, it has him laughing to remarks made by Donald Trump regarding furniture shopping, Tic Tacs, and grabbing things. The executive producer of Extra says of hiring Billy Bush, life is about second chances. And so I guess it is. Finally, for generations, kids have played with plastic green army toy soldiers who are all male. But in 2020, women will finally get their place in the toy bucket. Scranton-based toy company BMC Toys will launch a new line of Plastic Army Women next fall, just in time for Christmas. BMC owner Jeff Imel said the new product line will feature female soldiers in four different poses and will be offered in packs of 24 figures. Imel says he's been toying with the idea for several years, but it was a letter from a retired servicewoman asking for female toy soldiers for her granddaughters that jump-started his work on the project. Private Barbie, drop and give me 20. No, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I like that. It is. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. 
with Alan Spector. All right, so Alan gave us 5.8 seconds of the NFL theme song upcoming. I'm going to give you eight full seconds of a sound clip on sound judgment in a moment from last night's season opener in the NFL that could win you a fabulous prize to go to the funniest show in America right here in Central Florida and benefit the troops in the bargain. Sound judgment coming right up. How much do you know about the NFL? 407-916-5400. You're eligible if you haven't won the game in a month to play and win right now. If not, step aside, give others a chance. First-timers, come on in. You're welcome. Let's play sound judgment. 407-916-5400. Call right now. We'll put you on hold for just a minute. 407-916-5400. Or get on the toll-free at 866-916-5400. This is a fabulous family four-pack to the funniest show in America. And if you don't want to go and you can't go, hey, give it to somebody else you love who'd really love some laughs because this is going to be one fun, fun night for a great cause to benefit our troops. 407-916-5400 and the toll-free 866-916-5400. And remember, with Alan, you get 5.8 seconds of what you want to hear from the Bud Man. From the Bud Man who really cares about you, you get eight seconds on Sound Judgment. You're the man. Coming up after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now from the world of business and finance. We'll be watching for the August jobs and unemployment numbers to come out about one hour from now. We'll bring them to you. Economists are forecasting 151,000 or so new jobs to be created and the unemployment rate falling to 3.6%. The numbers due sometime between 8.30 and 9. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories right here on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And they'll do it. Right now, we're going to play Sound Judgment for this great prize, Melissa. It's a four-pack of tickets to the funniest night in America, presented by Laugh for the Troops, Friday, September 20th at the Claremont Performing Arts Center. Laugh for the Troops creates events where funny people come together and make people laugh. At the same time, they increase awareness for PTSD of soldiers. I've still got an opportunity for you on the toll-free at 866-916-5400. If you try to get into the regular line, 407-916-5400, and here we go. Today's Sound Judgment Game celebrates the return of pro football. Last night when the Packers played the Bears to kick off the 100th NFL season, I read that the average ticket price was reportedly $572. Listen to some sound from the only touchdown in last night's 10-3 win by the Packers, then use your sound judgment to tell me How much a ticket cost to the very first NFL game in 1920? Come within $1 and you'll be our winner. First and goal. Rodgers hangs in the pocket, throwing into a lot of traffic, and it's caught with a touchdown by Jimmy Graham. So, line one, how much did a ticket cost to the very first NFL game? Come within a buck and you're our winner. Line one. Line one, you're up. Hello? Hello. How much did it cost? How much did the ticket cost in 1920? Yeah. Yes. Mm, $2. 
That's right. We have a winner. You just pulled a rabbit out of a hat. How did you do that? It was one dollar and seventy-five cents. That's just a good guess, I guess. Where were you a minute ago? It sounded like we got you out of bed or something. <laughs> I was not paying attention. <laughs> really? There's a lot of that going around, even right here. <laughs> what? See, there you go. Inspector huh? over there. He just woke up. Anyway, what's your first name? Kevin. Kelly? Kevin? Kevin? Yes, sir. Okay. And now, I don't want to make this too tough on you, because I know it's early in the morning, but what town do you call home? Uh, Wildwood. Oh, you're in Wildwood up there. All right, good deal. And you are going to the funniest show in America, not that far away. It's out in Claremont for the benefit of the troops. And uh, Kevin, thanks for listening to Good Morning Orlando. Now, if you're a regular on the show, you know that you don't want to hang up. I'm going to put you on hold, and Melissa will work things out with you, okay? Okay. You all right now? Yep. He's up. He's up now. Okay. All right. Everybody up. I don't want to have to play Reveille to keep you going over there. All right. Now, I'm going to put you on hold, and the deal is done. That was interesting. What was going on with Kevin? I mean, you you get on the line to play to win a great prize, and then you tell me you're not paying attention? What is happening out there in Wildwood? One's mind can wander at times. Sometimes you need coffee before you get going. I'm left left to wonder what in the world was distracting Kevin, but Mm. I probably don't really want to know, do I? (laughs) I mean, people's attention has to be on you, bud. At all times. Ready to go. Only for three hours a day. I don't ask for much, you know? Okay. And just remember, I gave you eight seconds of sound. Spectre only gave you 5.8. Just remember who's your friend. Just saying. Yeah. Best 5.8 seconds ever. Oh, and since you played it three times, it's like 17 seconds. Yeah, you win, Alan. Yeah. You I... win. Alan always has to win. Ha, All right, though, he picks up his toys and goes home. Good morning, Orlando. Friday morning on the 50,000-watt front porch. I mean, do you feel like it was never going to get to be Friday on the threshold of the weekend? This week has been a long one. For everybody, not only here, but wherever you are. But we have made it through together. I thought by Friday we'd still be waiting for Dorian to arrive in Florida. It was a time it looked that way, didn't it, Alan? Mm-hmm. You know, right now it is racing along the Carolina coast. AccuWeather with an update coming up here. And if you have friends up in uh, parts of New England and eastern Canada, you want to, or family members, you'll want to hear what Dorian may have in store for them. That is coming up right after Alan brings us the top of the hour news update. Lock it in right here on WFLA 93.1 FM AM 540 or on the iHeartRadio app, and you'll be well rewarded because when you get done with work and you're driving home, you'll be listening to Yaffe. Yes, my weekend does not start until 6 p.m. because that's because I do PM Orlando 5 to 6 p.m. right here on WFLA. We'll update any local or national breaking news for you do you have anything going on after that have you got a beyond reason show on not tonight night? well we'll get back to that next week okay so it's a pause in the primetime takeover of wfla by yaffe and his troops yes. just a pause yeah well <laughs> just a slight you know pause before another invasion enjoy your vacation yaffe <laughs> <laughs> WFLA 
WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Fantastic to have you with us here on a Friday edition of the show here at 8 o'clock as we update one more time Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Dorian still hanging around the Carolinas. More in one minute. A live report from AccuWeather on the storm that won't die. And tips on helping the folks in the Bahamas. Next on Good Morning Orlando. 8.04 on News Radio 93.1. Hurricane Dorian continues its march up the East Coast. Fox's Rachel Sutherland reports from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. The Outer Banks is in Dorian's crosshairs. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper has a message for North Carolinians riding out the storm. Stay where you are. Stay in a safe place. Do not get out and drive on flooded roads. The eye of the storm hugged South Carolina's coast yesterday, spawning tornadoes, downing trees and power lines, and flooding streets. Dorian expected to pass through North Carolina quickly and then make its way up to Virginia Beach and Myrtle Beach. Rachel Sutherland, Fox News. As of this hour, Dorian is located about 10 miles west-southwest of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, moving northeast at 14 miles an hour with top winds of 90 miles an hour, making it a Category 1 storm. It's an amazing storm, and it just won't die, and it has... Uh Eastern New England in its sights, and Canada as well. More from our AccuWeather meteorologists in a moment. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. After Florida received only a glancing blow from Dorian, Governor Ron DeSantis says activities at Florida's Emergency Operations Center are winding down. And I also want to thank all Floridians for hanging in there during what was a frustrating process. This was a storm where we had a cone of uncertainty last week covering almost the entire state of Florida. The governor says he's now working with his emergency managers to determine what surplus hurricane supplies can be sent to the Bahamas as part of the relief effort there. A warning to Floridians, do a background check on any charity that's promising to help victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. My heart breaks for the Bahamians, and Floridians are already trying to help. Attorney General Ashley Moody urges you to report charity fraud by using the state's No Scam app, or by calling her office at 866-9-NO-SCAM. Yeah, we have more advice on how do you make sure that your donations and everything you want to give to the Bahamas um, goes to where you want it to go. And that is coming up in a moment. And more on the massive effort to, uh, to help the folks there recover just 100 miles or so from our coast. Orange County Sheriff's deputies are investigating a shooting near the Florida Mall. One man was shot last night at Skyview Plaza in the 7600 block of South Orange Blossom Trail. Deputies say the victim is a 28-year-old man who knew the shooter, but there was no immediate word of an arrest or motive. Two students are accused of bringing drugs to school in Polk County. The 14-year-old boys were arrested yesterday at George Jenkins High in Lakeland after four students were hospitalized for exposure to ecstasy. And the National Football League's 100th season is underway. The centennial season kicks off with a defensive battle. Minute warning. Third and ten. Trubisky oh to the end zone and it's going to be picked off. 
it's Adrian Amos who comes back to haunt his old team. Al Michaels on NBC. Adrian Amos intercepts Mitchell Trubisky, ending a late fourth-quarter drive by the Chicago Bears in an attempt to tie things up. The Green Bay Packers defense adding five sacks, including one from Preston Smith, on a game-ending turnover on downs as the Packers defeat the Bears 10-3 to come away with the first win of the NFL season, doing so against their NFC North foe. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News Time is 8.07. A remarkable video shows a man catching a stranger's cell phone on a roller coaster. You can watch it online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. And the third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I can tell Melissa's already seen that video. I have not. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a one-handed grab, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, the thing comes flying out mm-hmm. in just, the middle of a roller coaster ride, and the friend catches it. Yeah, this guy just puts wow. his arm back and is like, "Wham!" And Holy looks, yeah. smokes! Very cool. Watch it on our website. I don't know if it was a friend, but it was somebody no, it's else. Just on the, the guy. The roller That's coaster. That's incredible. He needs to play center field at some level. I'm telling you, if he can hit, he'll get a job. How about that? Hey, listen, we're going to talk about what's going on with Dorian because this storm is, uh, well, it's a strange cat. And, of course, it was a deadly one in the Bahamas. But, I mean, it, it gave us a look-see for too many days here. And now it is ravaging the Carolina coast. And now they're talking about warnings up in Cape Cod. And they're on guard in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland, Canada for Dorian? We're going to find out about this storm. And we're also going to help you make sure that if you want to donate to the folks in storm-ravaged Bahamas, that you do it right and that what you want to give goes to the right place. We've got some more information on that to share with you, and uh, we want you on board, and we want you listening if you possibly can stay. We'll get to it here in just a moment. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 8.09. Another Dorian-related headline for you right now. We'll be talking about this in detail in a moment. A number of local businesses are accused of trying to take advantage of customers during Hurricane Dorian. Attorney General uh, Ashley Moody says 358 price-gouging complaints have been filed in Orange County alone since the storm passed, which is the second-highest amount in this state behind Broward County. Statewide, there have been almost 3,000 complaints of this kind, and Moody says her office will take appropriate action. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. First, let's get a handle on this storm. As we say, Dorian's not done yet. Let's bring in AccuWeather meteorologist Isaac Longley, buttheading around Alan Spector with you here. Isaac, uh, you're looking at the charts. What's going on with Dorian as we speak? Yeah, well, it looks like actually right now Dorian is probably about to make landfall on Cape Hatteras, still a Category 1 storm with sustained winds at 90 miles per hour, so still a pretty strong Category 1 storm. Um, But, yeah, again, it's about to make landfall here on Cape Hatteras, strong winds, strong gusty winds, as well as a high storm surge up to uh, 4 to 7 feet in spots, so definitely uh, the concern for coastal flooding there. No question. But this would be the first U.S. mainland landfall of this great storm, right? Yes, that would be. Yeah, it actually hasn't not made landfall. And we'll see if it actually technically makes landfall. It may just skirt off to the east of Cape Hatteras here, but it's going to be very close, about to make landfall. So, yes, this would be the first time making landfall in the U.S. mainland. 
Well, and once it's by the Carolinas, it looks like the United States is not going to be done with Dorian and also possibly our neighbors to the north, Isaac. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Doring is going to continue tracking out to the northeast, pulling away from the shore um, out into the open Atlantic Ocean as we head into the weekend here. However, we'll probably still see effects uh, up in eastern Long Island as well as Cape Cod. Uh, currently, uh, tropical storm watch is up there. And then as we head up into Canada, looks like uh, Nova Scotia actually has a hurricane watch out uh, for them up there and then up into uh, Newfoundland, a tropical storm watch up there as well. That is way, way up there. What a remarkable storm this has been. And of course, so, so deadly in the northern Bahama Islands. AccuWeather meteorologist Isaac Longley, thanks for the latest on Dorian. Sure thing. You're welcome. All right. Now we have so many folks who are reaching out at all levels, major corporations, all the way down to big hearted individuals within the sound of our voice to help the storm-ravaged victims of Dorian in the northern Bahama Islands. And there are things you need to know. As you may have heard in our 8 o'clock newscast, Attorney General Ashley Moody wants Florida residents to watch out for fraudulent relief charities taking advantage of the fact that people want to give to victims in the Bahamas. And uh, Moody's office has uh, come out with a list of tips which include never give credit card numbers gift card account numbers or bank account information to a caller on the phone or in response to an unsolicited email. You can look up the charity on charitynavigator.org before giving. And you can also check with the Internal Revenue Service to see if the organization, which would be tax-exempt if it's a charity, filed an annual return or a notice with the IRS. To learn more, go to irs.gov and search the charities and nonprofits topics. What was that state website from the Attorney General Charity? What is it? Charitynavigator.org. And then that's how you find out whether it's a legitimate charity, right? Yeah, and if it isn't, as we've been mentioning on the news over the past several days, there is an app from the Attorney General's office, the No Scam app, and you can also call 1-869-NO-SCAM to report frauds. Yaffe and Melissa have a lot more on this. This is really important. I know you want to help, but you got to do it right. If you want your money and your resources, whatever they are, whatever their gifts are, or what donations are, to go to the right place and to make sure that you are not the next scam victim. We don't want the fear of that to be the reason you pull back in your generosity for folks who desperately need your help. We've got a little bit more guidance here to share with you in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. I already told you this. I'll tell you something else, okay? Okay. All right, and here it is. Jobs and unemployment numbers coming out for August at about 8.30 this morning. Uh, The economists expect about 150,000 new jobs created and the unemployment rate falling to an astounding 3.6%. Stay with us. The numbers are moments away. I'm glad Uh, you went with that story instead of the one you're going to. I can't do the same headline twice in a row. Just couldn't find the page. It's been a long week, Alan. <laughs> Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Well, Bud just said it's been a long week, and we all know why. It has to do with Hurricane Dorian. It did uh, brush by us, and we didn't get too much here, but unfortunately, the Bahamas got a lot of damage and a lot of destruction as they had a direct hit from Doreen, and we're talking about different charities 
that you can give to that we know are legitimate charities to help the people of the Bahamas. Now, one charity that some of their texters actually brought up earlier, which is a good one I want to point out now, is Samaritan's Purse. That's Franklin Graham's charitable organization. Great Christian uh, organization. Yeah, all you have to do is go to the front page of their website, to samaritanspurse.org, and they have it right there, a fund that they, so they are taking donations to help the hurricane victims as well. Some other organizations and charities that I did not mention earlier that I will mention right now, Orlando Health recently established a fund to support relief and recovery efforts. What you want to do is go to give.orlandohealth.com. That's give.orlandohealth.com. And, of course, there is the Salvation Army, which is accepting donations to help their disaster relief efforts as well. You want to go to give.helpsalvationarmy.org. That's give.helpsalvationarmy.org. AmeriCares already has a team in the Bahamas, and they're ready to ship medical aid and relief supplies These teams are down there uh, assessing health needs for the residents, so donations of up to $10,000 are going to be doubled by them through today. If you want to help out, americares.org slash Dorian Fund. And GoFundMe's, the crowdfunding company, has a ton of pages set up, verified campaigns. If we're worried about scams, this is one place you can go to where they've already been verified. These campaigns are uh, better than the random ones you might find online. Just go to GoFundMe.com and search Hurricane Dorian. You know, and there are some massive efforts going by, uh, you know, big corporations, cruise lines, airlines, etc. This one is um, has an interesting dimension to it. The Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line at a Deerfield Beach in Florida has loaded up its ship, the Grand Celebration, a good-sized cruise ship, and, uh, and they went out of port yesterday to the Bahamas with supplies and first responders and volunteers to aid those storm victims on Grand Bahama Island. And any Bahamian residents trying to get from South Florida back to the Bahamas are allowed to travel on board for free. They've got to have a valid passport or an original birth certificate to get on the vessel, but that's a nice thing as well at no charge to them. And then the cruise ship comes back this weekend to Palm Beach, with anyone who wishes to evacuate the islands to the United States, and of course they have to have the proper documentation. And by air, relief is on its way. American Airlines has flown 14,000 pounds of supplies on a plane to the Bahamas, leaving from Miami International Airport, arriving yesterday in, in Nassau, with 14,000 pounds of goods, tarps, ropes, batteries, non-perishable goods, among the items delivered. And at the at the local level, there are all kinds of wonderful efforts that are going on. And this one I can completely vouch for. If you were with us on the show yesterday, I had an interview with my eight-year-old granddaughter, Brinley, and her mommy, our daughter, Carolyn. But Brinley really carried the story for us here because it was her vision to help the kids in the Bahamas when, when her parents connected her to exactly what had happened to all of these kids who had lost everything and she put together a Kids Helping Kids project here that is centered around a lemonade stand and craft stand out in front of her house this Saturday from 11 to 1 p.m. And that's where you can go and give your cash donations. Also, you can bring kids' books and um, anything else you think a child might need, child's clothing, personal hygiene 
uh, items as well. And they've made arrangements, Carolyn has, with her connections where she works at Full Sail to some really great people who have private boats who will take all of these these items and they're, they're as honest as the day is long and deliver them directly to the Bahamian kids via personal boat in the coming days. And Brindley invites you all and will be there. My wife Linda and I will be there tomorrow from 11 until 1 uh, to drop by. Their home is at 2106 Shady Hill Terrace in Winter Park. It is in the Autumn Glen subdivision just off Dodd Road on a nice little cul-de-sac. It'll be a great staging area there. If you can't make it in person, but you want to help donate uh, monetarily, there is a GoFundMe page, which has been created by my son Brad, did a great job on this. He's Mr. High Tech in the family. You can click here um, to get involved in the Kids Helping Kids Project, spearheaded by our granddaughter Brinley and um, our other granddaughter Ashlyn and friends as well. So it's GoFundMe.com slash KHK Bahamas. That's Kids Helping Kids. GoFundMe.com KHK Bahamas. Hope to see you there tomorrow from 11 until 1. And Brindley, so proud of you and your heart for the kids in storm-ravaged Grand Bahama. By the way, I brought that up last night on PM Orlando, and my producer Tom Benson had a great idea that says uh, you should be there to sign autographs as well, bud. Well, I don't know that anybody would care about that, but (laughs) if anybody wants one, I'd be happy to do that, shake your hand or whatever, because Paca will be there. That's what they call me. So how are you going to sign it? Paca. I will, sure. Whatever you want. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see you. It's always great to meet our listeners. Good Friday morning, bottom of the eight o'clock hour. Let's get up to date on Dorian. By the way, um, the jobs report is in from August. Just came in right now, Alan. 130,000 new jobs created, unemployment rate holding nationally at 3.7%. There was some hope it might be some more jobs and one tick down on the unemployment rate. But still pretty good news there. You would think there'd be nothing but good news in the wake of the passing of Hurricane Dorian, but she has left behind some stinking hot weather. Dorian is gone from Florida now, bud, but the hurricane has left behind scorching temperatures. In many parts of the state, the feels-like temperature, which is a combination of air temperature and humidity, is reaching triple digits. AccuWeather meteorologist Brett Edwards says air that rose during the hurricane is now sinking. And that's going to continue here for the next few days as Dorian departs the area. You've got all that tropical moisture but sinking air, so it's a warm and humid stretch. Sinking air tends to warm the atmosphere more than usual. AccuWeather is predicting a high in Orlando today of 95 that will feel like 102. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Signs of Hurricane Dorian's presence are evident at Volusia County beaches. The Daytona Pier sustained some damage and the fishing section of the piers closed until further notice. The storm also destroyed hundreds of sea turtle nests, thousands of eggs, and even some sea turtles that did hatch. A Florida congressman is urging the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to avoid discharges from Lake Okeechobee in the wake of Hurricane Dorian. This letter that I wrote is in response to the Corps, anticipating that they may have to have discharges. My request is simply to say, listen, let's not have too itchy of a trigger finger. Republican Brian Mast says that while the storm was initially expected to raise the lake by up to three feet, it only added about a foot. He says water is already being moved to the south of Lake O and... Avoiding releases to the east and west is essential to avoid any future toxic algae crises. 
At the White House, President Trump is still insisting that Alabama at one point was under threat from Hurricane Dorian. The president writing on Twitter, Alabama was going to be hit or grazed, and then Hurricane Dorian took a different path up along the East Coast. He continued, the fake news knows this very well. That's why they're the fake news. During an Oval Office briefing, the president on Wednesday displayed a map seemingly altered with a Sharpie pen that appeared to have an extra semicircle drawn on the map, extending Dorian's cone of uncertainty into Alabama. White House officials will not say who put the mark on the map. Both the National Weather Service and the National Hurricane Center said there was never any potential threat to Alabama. At the White House, John Decker, Fox News. Sharpie Gate has outlasted Dorian. I didn't think it was possible. Yet it has. <laughs> well, you know, and, and early on, they said if it goes right across Florida, the worst-case scenario, it'll still have enough steam to make another landfall on the Gulf. And the president latched on to that, and he's still on it. Yeah, and uh, thankfully, the uh, Sharpie Gate has produced some very hilarious memes, which uh, you can find online just about anywhere. There are some funny ones. In college football tomorrow, 10th-ranked Florida hosts Tennessee Martin in its home opener. 17th-ranked UCF visits Florida Atlantic. Florida State entertains Louisiana Monroe. Miami hosts North Carolina. And South Florida travels to Georgia Tech. Elsewhere. A very rare rattlesnake has been found in New Jersey. The newborn timber rattlesnake is about 10 inches long, not too big, but it has two heads. It was found by two members of Herpetological Associates of Burlington County. They named the snake Double Dave. Double Dave has two heads that are fully formed with separate brains that act independently of each other. Double Dave also has four eyes and two tongues. Wow, that is bizarre. You know, they always say when you're working on a project that two heads are better than one, but I'm not sure that's true if there are two heads on the same body. I was body. about to say it's two set of fangs then. Right, now I'm going to have nightmares. Now, can we get this, this snake, the two-headed snake, together with the fish we reported on that had two mouths? Yeah, that is strange. What's going on out there? Yeah, an animal freak show in the making. Must be <laughs> climate change. I've been talking about this. We have a problem in this country. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's amazing the people that just drop by the studio. <laughs> they love us here. At a moment's notice, <laughs> the door opens, they fly in, and then they leave. Yeah. Uh, Bud, I'm glad you're sitting down for this next story. Uh-oh. It's a shocker. Recording superstar Nicki Minaj is announcing her retirement. Oh, my. You've got to be kidding me. Are you okay? No. Stay with me, bud. All right. The Queen's New York-born rapper made the surprise announcement on Twitter. She wrote she decided to retire to start a family and asked her fans to keep repping her. Translation, bud, representing her. I see. Nicki Minaj, whose real name is Onika Tanya Mirage, has been in the music business for more than a decade, putting out hits like this. Like I have to tell you, bud, that's Nicki Minaj's immortal 2010 oh, yeah. hit, Super Bass. Super yeah, we'll, Bass. Yeah, we'll, we'll always have oh. those great recordings. You were hits. humming that just down the hallway oh, earlier this I morning. I don't even know what Bud's going to play in his convertible when he goes to the I beach know. now. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I got Well, I'll tell you one thing. I had a great weekend planned. Now I have to go into mourning now. No, no, no. Keep repping. Keep repping, bud. Yeah, keep, keep repping. Yeah, All I can right. do it. I can do it. Finally, KFC is calling up the star of the football movie, Rudy 
as the next Colonel Sanders ahead of the NFL kickoff. Actor Sean Astin will be reprising his role as the Notre Dame college football legend in addition to assuming the role of the Colonel. Astin becomes Colonel Rudy in the advertising campaign, where the actor has described the opportunity he could not pass up. According to KFC, the real Daniel Rudy Rudiger, who the film is based on, will make an appearance in the KFC campaign at some point. You know, they're kind of desecrating the memory of Colonel Sanders, Harlan Sanders, with all these goofy characters <laughs> playing him. It could be worse. It could I'm, be Samwise Gamgee, okay, playing him. And start, yeah. 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 Yeah, the first one uh, that when they started this was my old friend Daryl Hammond mm-hmm. yeah, from Saturday Night again. Live. He, he used to work with him in Orlando Radio. Yeah, and I That's thought he was right. going to be the permanent guy because he... He, he's a great impressionist, and he sounded just like Colonel Harlan Sanders. They blew him out the door in five minutes then, and put Norm MacDonald yeah. in there for ten minutes. Norm, and then, uh, <laughs> Al, what's his name, uh, the the guy from Seinfeld was in there for Jason Alexander yes, for a hot minute. And then Reba. Yeah, Jim, and Jim Gaffigan yep, yep. was Colonel Sanders. And you know, Reba McIntyre, that was really... Is anyone else hungry now? Hungry. <laughs> I was hungry when oh, I started. Oh, we are hungry, but I don't know whether elsewhere is over yet. Is it over? Yeah, but first I have to say... Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. We're all big football fans here. The Bud Man, Alan, Yaffe, Melissa, um, and, and a lot of you are as well. The NFL kicked off the season Last night, and now we got college football. A uh, big weekend coming up here. We got the Gator game, pregame 4.30 tomorrow, kickoff 7.30. Going to be great. And, you know, everybody gets an appetite for certain things they absolutely have to have when they are watching football, whether it's at the stadium or whether they're watching it on TV or listening on the radio. And um, Grubhub, which is a delivery service that processes half a million daily orders from local and chain restaurants, has uh, looked through its data and identified the food that are the most popular in this part of the country for football fans that they have to have. And this list makes no sense to me. I can't relate to it at all. They say number five is fried pickles. That's pretty good. Mm. Four is chips and queso. Three is lettuce wraps, a football game. Give me a break. Hello. Pork, egg rolls, number two, and Mexican pizza, number one. I'm sorry. I've got a list. I can give them to you all in one word, and that's why we're having a one-word texting poll right now. I want to get the gang involved in this. But you tell me the number one football-watching food you absolutely have to have. Try to do it in one word. Text it to 23680 right now. Text that one word, your favorite football-watching food, to 23680. I have an idea that hardly anything in this list is going to show up. I'll tell you what's on my list. We'll find out what's on yours here in just a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Do you currently get regular structured settlement or annuity payments from an insurance company for a personal injury, auto accident claim, wrongful death, or inheritance? If so, you don't have to wait for months or even years to get the cash you need now to cover urgent expenses like debts, tuition, medical bills, or exciting events like a new baby or down payment on a home. With over 25 years' experience, J.G. Wentworth 
worth, the country's leader in structured settlement purchasing has helped thousands of people get the cash they need. Call today at 866-294-8772. We offer flexible options that pay you a lump sum of cash for a portion of your payments, ensuring you get the money you need now while still receiving future payments from your structured settlement or annuity. And unlike others, J.G. Wentworth is a direct funder and can streamline the process, helping you get the lump sum of cash you need faster. For your free cash now quote, call 866-294-8772. That's 866-294-8772. 866-294-8772. Is your retirement plan on set it and forget it? It's time you take control. Tune in Saturday afternoons at 2 for Retirement Boss Radio with Orlando's wealth coach, Bruce Dentalella. Bruce can help you get the most out of your retirement. Saturday afternoons at 2 on 93.1 FM WFLA. When you owe the IRS and can't pay, Call J. David Tax Law for affordable tax representation. J. David Tax Law can stop any IRS collection action and protect you from financial devastation. Call J. David Tax Law for a no-cost consultation at 407-603-3962. That's 407-603-3962. Or visit jdavidtaxlaw.com. Peace of mind is only a click or phone call away. My name's Hillary. I was born, I think, somewhere around 2 o'clock in the afternoon on September 11th, 2001. I would hope people can realize how much the world in general can transform. If we all do good deeds on 9-11, it'll add up. Doing something good makes me realize I have the power to change things and that there's really nothing stopping me. This 9-11 day, remember to do one good deed. Pledge your good deed by visiting 911day.org. What is your favorite football watching food? Text it to 23680 and you're on our one word texting poll. Traffic and weather check right now and good Friday morning to you. While we're talking football, of the professional variety, this headline, the defense ruled in the NFL season opener as the Packers beat the Bears 10-3 last night at Soldier Field in Chicago. An interception in the end zone by Adrian Amos in the final two minutes, helping Green Bay hang on. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m., News Radio 93.1. So I know a lot of you are going to join us in watching football sometime this weekend. And to the NFL theme, we run down the Grubhub list of the five most popular football watching foods in this part of the country. Number five, fried pickles. Number four, chips and queso. Number three, lettuce wraps. Number two, pork egg rolls. And number one, Mexican pizza. I don't even know what that is. Is that the one that the illegals carry across the border when they come in? Uh, is, that, is that Mexican? I don't. You triggered me. No. <laughs> no. It's like Yikes. a flat. It's basically like a flat taco, I guess. <laughs> really? They have a circle and they put all the toppings on top. And There's never been a time when I've said, hey, where's any one of those five? You know. Yeah, where I know. Is it? I was like, fried pickles are good, though. You know. Ugh. I don't know what Get country they Get me some pork egg rolls or I am out the door. Where are my lettuce wraps? <laughs> I need my pot stickers. <laughs> Number one on my list would be. A hot dog or a sub sandwich if I'm watching football. Now, hold on. We're, we're doing a one-word texting poll. 
and you're giving out hot dog sub sandwich. Oh, I'm making hot dog one Hero word. Hero and a wiener. Sub. You're making dogs. Sub. dogs. You're making hot dog one word. Yeah, one word texting <laughs> bowls. Some of them, we got like 20 word answers yeah. here. But anyway, you're watching a game. What makes you happy when it comes to food? Well, I tell you what. Uh, I frequently, during football season, find myself over at my son Jordan and daughter-in-law well, Anna's was, house. Right, well, we don't want a book here. We just want a, a one word is all well, we're looking for. And while I'm sitting on the three-piece <laughs> couch Go ahead, not, No, it's a compelling personal narrative. Go you, ahead. Yes. And <laughs> what happens is Anna will bring out food continuously while we're watching the game. Gee whiz, and I've never I heard of that over? happening anywhere before. <laughs> Wait, oh, what? Food. And it doesn't really matter to me what it is. <laughs> oh, you so don't my, care? my answer to my favorite football snack is <laughs> really? whatever's in front of really? me. Really? Yeah, that's good. It okay. took us a minute and a half to get to nothing. That was good. Uh, Alan Alan has yeah. got his own six word texting poll going over yeah. here. If, if uh, I, I wasn't I, interrupted so much, it would have taken <laughs> much less time. <laughs> I know, but I can't help you in that regard. <laughs> I just want to be invited now. We could both cheer against the Patriots. Now. What about hey. uh, stop that? What about <laughs> it, Yaffe? Um, I would say dip, like French onion dip. Queso dip was on the list, but French onion dip's another one. It's good. Mm. Fox? Me? Oh, uh, I like uh, celery and carrots and dip, but not French onion dip. Spin dip. Don't you want anything more than that? Don't you want some meat? Carrots. No, sushi and pot stickers, yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> well we're going to get the polling going here. I want to give you a chance to vote, first of all. What is your... Favorite football watching food. Text whatever it is. Hopefully one word, but squeeze another one in there if you have to. Text it to 23680. I mean, possibilities on your list. Wings, hot dogs, burgers, barbecue, subs, chips, pretzels, tacos, who knows what else. And, you know, and, and maybe there's food of the liquid variety that needs to be mentioned here. Soda, beer, wine, booze, or? Cider. Okay. Cider. <laughs> Almost that time of year. <laughs> Uncle Jed is here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cider. Uh, hard cider, Hard I think. cider. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. Angry Orchard all the time. Strongbow. All, right. yeah. all right. But you already voted. All right. But anyway, oh. text us your favorite football watching food to 23680, um, and we'll have the poll results here in just a moment. You know, we... when I was over at my son and son's <laughs> house and oh, daughter-in-law. Alan Alton <laughs> Springs. <laughs> You have to understand this is only a three-hour show, and our time is almost over. If we had an extra hour, Alan, we could handle that story. Well, maybe next time. Let's look into that. All right. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic one more time here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. While we're talking football, let's talk college football. Tomorrow, right here on WFLA, your Gator Nation station, catch the 10th-ranked Florida Gators hosting Tennessee Martin in the Gators' home opener. Pre-game show at 4.30, game time at 7.30. And uh, the 17th-ranked UCF Knights visiting Florida Atlantic. Florida State entertaining Louisiana Monroe. Miami hosting North Carolina. And South Florida travels to Georgia Tech. Boy, Gators and Tennessee Martin. Boy, what a rivalry that is. <laughs> you, can, you can throw out the record books when there those two go, teams man, meet because know. there are no records. They cr- never play. Early season cream puff city. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Cream puffs. Is that on anybody's list of football food? No. It is now. Poppers. What about pizza? What about yes. popcorn? Yes. Yeah. What about our one-word texting poll voting, Yaffe? Yeah, number one by far is wings. You know, hot wings or something. It's 
That's true. That's there, what I There was a time when you actually totaled the votes for us. That's back when you were full service on these texting oh, polls. Oh, there's too well, many I different like, words. I had like 23 people say wings or something. And is there like a second? But give me give me some of the other ones that are on the list here. Whatever. Uh, just kinda pizza was another one, which is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't think say that earlier, but pizza definitely. Uh, some people agree with you on, you know, dogs. Can't say hot dogs is two words, but mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah, poppers came up a couple times. Uh, mm. Popcorn came up. Someone said spinach dip. Chili. Good. Barbecue. I know people that make chili. And apparently there's some people eating beer. So there you go. Well, no, that was one of the options <laughs> that's a, that's that Bud in the food put group. out that's there. Got, come, got wheat, right? Wheat. Uh, sure, barley. Barley. Uh, Vegetables. Oh, here's good. And one word texting poll. Grilled jalapeno peppers. Stuffed with venison backstrap wrapped with thick-cut black paper bacon. That's pepper. I'm going to give that recipe uh, to my girlfriend to make. That, that does sound good, right? Really good. Yeah. You think she'd be in on that? What is it, the jalapenos that she likes? Oh, she wouldn't eat it, but she likes cooking creative things. I'm so. in for the thick black pepper bacon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Bacon. Well, we're wrapping up here, but Yaffe will take a pause and then fire up for the ride home with his Friday night edition of PM Orlando. Yeah, there's going to be more news today, I'm sure, before the weekend. So if you want to catch up before your weekend, uh, just check out PM Orlando 5 to 6 p.m. We'll update local and national breaking news. Yeah, fortunately, Yaffe has time to rest up after not counting the votes in the one-word oh, texting poll. I'm so I'm lazy. You, man. Man. Alan, I'm going to go home and eat some wings, I think. <laughs> man, it's hard to get good help, you know? I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great being with you. We hope that uh, you have a terrific weekend. You don't have to worry about hurricanes this weekend. Go out and make it a great one. Enjoy for Alan Gaffey and Melissa the Budman here. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.